0: Hey guys, this is Matt from the Skeptic Squared Podcast. I'm just letting you know that you are about to listen to an episode of the show recorded before we chose the name Skeptic Squared, and our contact information is different from what you will hear during this recording. If you would like to contact us, you can email us at podcast at gmail.com. You can also visit the show's blog at www.skepticsquaredpodcast.blogspot.com. As always, if you like what you hear, please rate us and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This is the Circle Squared Podcast.
1: A safe place to make light of sacred things.
0: My name is Matt.
1: And I'm Corinne.
0: And in this program, we will be discussing current events related to religion, atheism, and skepticism. Our goal is not to insult believers,
1: although that will probably happen from time to time,
0: but rather to share our point of view on these topics in a way which will benefit and entertain others.
1: Or maybe we just want to stroke our own egos. You decide.
0: Welcome to the Circle Squared Podcast. Today is Sunday, November 15th, 2015, and with me is my lovely wife,
1: Corinne. Hello again.
0: (laughs) Um, Today we will be discussing a mass resignation event from the LDS Church held yesterday in Salt Lake City, Utah, as well as a few articles related to recent Mormon homophobia um, if you would like to contact us, you can email us at circlesquaredpodcast at gmail.com. You can also view the show's blog at www.circlesquaredpodcast.blogspot.com and leave a comment there. If you like what you hear, please rate us and leave a review on whatever platform you find us. So, yesterday um, was the big LDS mass resignation Um uh corinne and myself were able to attend and uh we also met up with one of my siblings my sister megan uh, was able to come as well she lives in salt lake um and after the event happened um we all got into my car and just recorded like kind of our impressions of the event um kind of you know what happened um what it meant to us what it means for the lds church that kind of stuff So uh, let's start by playing that clip for you guys. It's about 25 minutes long. And afterwards, we'll have a few more things to say, and we'll talk about some other related articles. All right, how are we doing?
1: Great. Good? good? (laughs) Doing good? Yeah.
0: Okay, we're going to do kind of an an informal thing. Um, So today was kind of a monumental day. Um, We just got finished um, with what was a mass resignation from the LDS church that was held in Salt Lake city, Utah. Um, it was, uh, let's see, it was over a lot of the, a lot of stuff that people were leaving the church over were due to the recent policy change that we talked about last week, um, involving, um, you know, children not being allowed to be baptized in the church if they live with gay parents. Um, and so, in the, the last week or so, there's been a lot of talk on social media. There's been um, a lot of people calling for resignations and different protests. And uh, um, let's see, there was the Change.org stuff um, getting it's still, going on. still going on. That uh, you know, trying to get people to boycott events at BYU, Brigham Young University, and to boycott um, participation with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Um, so with me today is my wife, Corinne, and my sister, Megan, our very first guest on the podcast. Hi, Megan. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so Megan's feeling a little under the weather. Um, she's got a little bit of a cold, right? A little bit. Just a little bit. Um, so so far, your voice um, sounds okay. Hopefully it stays that way. <laughs> we have We have some water. I wish we had brought some cough drops, but... I have some I, in my pocket. Oh, do yeah? you? Okay, cool. So, all right, we should be able to make it through this then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so maybe we, let's start with uh, some general impressions. Like, how did you guys, like, what did you guys think about the event? Maybe you want to start?
2: Um, yeah, there was definitely a lot of people there. Um, it was, there's more people than the speakers could handle. <laughs> it was hard to hear the speakers. Yeah,
0: that's true. They had a, a smaller PA system um probably something like a 500 watt thousand watt system something like that um which is fine for like a small gathering you're you're looking at like maybe a couple hundred people like you're, you're solid but this event um just on the um facebook page that they made for it had over a thousand people rsvp and over two thousand people say that they were interested in going um my estimation is that there were probably about 2,500 to 3,000 people that showed up to this event, which I think is just amazing. Um, but way, way more than their PA system could handle as far as getting the word out. Um, I don't know anything to add to that. Just Tons and tons of people.
2: Yeah, lots of people. <laughs> <laughs> A long line to get the signature from the attorney. The lawyer. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Right, so, uh, so on Reddit, um, for the last few months, there's been a lawyer who, up until this last week, has remained anonymous, um, who has been offering to represent people um, trying to leave the church so that the uh, resignations go smoothly because the Mormon church is notorious for trying to drag out the process or get local leaders involved, that kind of stuff. Um, and legally, once you give the church... uh, your resignation letter, once they receive it, you are officially out of the church. Um, But the church doesn't always honor that. They try to get people to stay, that kind of stuff. So a lawyer kind of helps um, alleviate some of that. So they had this lawyer that's been doing a lot of stuff with uh, the ex-Mormon subreddit. And he um, had this goal um, for this year to have 500 people come to him for resignations, that he would represent them and do it all pro bono, and once the news that that came out last week, for um, you know the Mormon Church not baptizing gay or children living with gay parents, um, within the first 72 hours of that announcement, he had over 1,500 people come to him and ask to, uh, for him to represent them, and then plus all of the people at this event. I mean, the guy has to be having like. Thousands and thousands of people asking him for resignations. Um, So that's kind of cool. And at the at the event, they had a booth where he would, you know, answer questions, sign documents, whatever you guys needed. Um, And the line for this thing was probably at at its peak, probably about I don't know what, four or five hundred people standing in line. Yeah, wrapped
1: halfway around the park.
0: Yeah, like there was (laughs) there was a ton of people. We stood in it for a little while.
1: Like ten feet in half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so, so we actually went there with the intention of sending our resignation letters with everybody else. They were going to have a march from the park that they were meeting at down to this specific mailbox. Have this little, you know, they had cameras there. Uh, people being interviewed for like local news, news agencies. And, uh, and we, we particip- participated in the march and everything, but we didn't actually get um, our resignation letters sent in the mailbox because we decided not to stand in the super long line and instead go to the speakers and listen to what the speakers were saying because you couldn't hear it from where the line was. Um, so we're going to get we're going to do hours later. We're going to email it to um, the attorney and, you know, hopefully that goes through. No problem. Um, so as of right now, we are still members, <laughs> although it feels like we're not. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mentally, we committed. <laughs> right.
0: So so let's talk about um, the speakers. Um, there were, what, four or five speakers, six speakers. Um, any, any thoughts about any of the speakers?
2: Well, first of all, it was hard to hear. Yeah. <laughs> it was very hard. A lot hard. of times that you were like clapping along you're not really sure what the person just said like (laughs) i don't know if i should clap but i know that that it was you know whatever they said was something supportive so Mm -hmm. yeah so of of the Mm -hmm. speakers
0: that you could hear did you hear anything Um, good or profound helpful
2: the the (laughs) one that i remember the most was the the man who uh wanted to keep it out of the media, <laughs>
1: yeah. read the letter from his daughter.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so this gentleman, I, I recognize his face. I don't know his name. He was involved in a a lawsuit or a series of lawsuits um, about a year ago or so that uh, that was in, instrumental in overturning the ban on gay marriage in Utah. Um, See so I don't remember exactly what his involvement was, but um, he was somehow involved, and he was asked to speak at this event, and he read a letter, or a Facebook post, I think it was, I think he just his,
1: approached them, he wasn't asked to.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, okay. But uh, he, he uh, had a Facebook post from his daughter, his teenage daughter, I think, um, who uh, requested that the her post not be publicized, not be part of media, so... Um, but it, you know, it was, it was very touching. I thought mm-hmm. it, was, it was a very interesting perspective, you know, hearing her story, especially since this man um, is—he he was gay, right? Mm-hmm. He was in a—he was in a straight marriage. He—he he was told by his church leaders that if he went on a mission, got married in the temple, had kids, that he would essentially be cured of his homosexual urges. So he did it. Like he went on the mission, mm-hmm. got married in the temple. He has, uh, you know, a few kids, and after 17 years, um, he just couldn't do it anymore. And so so this policy, uh, this is one of the things that, you know, hit home to his daughter, was that it it is so close to their situation, the fact that she has a dad that's gay. You know, so f- for her, it was very emotional, there were a lot of, um, you know, things that that people were saying that were hurting her, um, so yeah, that was that was a really good talk. Any other speakers? <laughs> <laughs> Silence. Crickets. <laughs> um, well, the the very last speaker I thought was really interesting. He looked like he could be a front man. To an indie N-D-D band, indie band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what did he say? Um, I, I, I knew that today would be something like a, a testimony, testimony meeting and a funeral, and a funeral. Mm-hmm. so he dressed yeah. appropriately. <laughs> he was mm-hmm. all dressed like in, in a black. black it's <laughs> 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 it pretty clever, um, but yeah, he had a, a, a really interesting speech. I thought.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. He just approached them too, so he wasn't asked to speak either.
0: Yeah, um, and and most of these probably by the end of the night will be up on YouTube. I would mm-hmm. think yeah. they're probably already on YouTube.
1: Mm-hmm. You hear a couple of awful stories, though. I remember
0: that that speaker, yeah. the last speaker. Uh-huh. Yeah. Overall, I think his message was pretty upbeat and positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, it kind of was like this this rallying um, sort of uh, effect that it had on the crowd, where. You know, he would say one thing like, "Who's going to stand up? Who's going to do the right thing?" And the crowd was like, "Like we are!" You know, <laughs> yeah. you know which is which is a great message because that's kind of the whole point. Mm-hmm. Like, like here is the church, the Mormon Church, enacting these policies that's having a negative effect on a segment of our community, um, and who's going to stop them? Mm-hmm. Well, it has to be the membership. Nobody else can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, having a few thousand people. Hand in their resignation letters. That really does send a pretty big message to the church. I think, yeah.
1: mm-hmm. if not to the leadership, at least to the general membership. Yeah,
0: right. Um, any other thoughts on any of the speakers?
1: <laughs>
0: not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> okay. Um, so another part of the uh, the event was to march. Um, around Temple Square, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. I haven't been to Temple Square in a long time.
1: Yeah, avoid that place.
0: Yeah. Um, th- so they have uh, you know the temples there, obviously. They have visitor center, the visitor center there. They have different museums surrounding it. The the convention center, or not convention center? Conference center. Conference center. <laughs> I, keep
1: calling, it I that. keep calling it the convention <laughs> center.
0: Yeah. What did you say? Mormon con? Yeah. That's what we should start calling General <laughs> uh-huh. Conference, Mormon uh-huh. con. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so the last thing for the event, um, we just did another, another march went all the way from the park that we were at all the way around Temple Square. And the, the cool thing about that, I thought was that as we were marching, um, I can't even count how many cars were driving by honking, um, in support, like
2: honking, honking,
0: waving, giving thumbs up, whistling. Um, I saw people. Looking down at the crowd, uh, you know, the, the marching people marching um, from the, the conf- conference center. <laughs> <laughs> from the roof. From the roof, yeah, <laughs> up at their little terrarium up at the top. Right. Looking down and just like staring at us. There were, um, I made eye contact a couple times with some people that were inside
1: mm-hmm.
0: the Temple Square. Mm-hmm. And they were just kind of amazed and just yeah. slightly terrified, I think, a little bit. <laughs> it's like all these ex-Mormons um, wandering around Temple Square with rainbow flags. With yeah. rainbow <laughs> flags, like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> uh-huh. um, but of course, nothing did happen. Nothing mm-hmm. like bad, nothing violent. It was very um, peaceful. Yeah, it, it was very peaceful. Amazing. I've personally I've never participated in anything like this before. Um, Megan, you've you've participated in. Was it the Pride rally or Pride parades? Um,
2: I've gone to the, the Pride parades, not been in it. Yet, but, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been to the festivals and things.
0: Yeah. Uh, how would you say is the general, uh, you know, timber of, of those sorts of things?
2: Um, th- More flamboyant. <laughs> 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 Whatever do um, you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, with this crowd, you could definitely tell. Obviously, you know, there are girls holding hands with girls, guys ha- holding hands with guys. Mm-hmm. um, But it was more, like, just... Felt more like a, just a general crowd mm-hmm. versus the gay pride parade. Everyone's just out there, very right. Um, flamboyantly. Right. <laughs> um, this one.
1: It was nice to see a span of ages. I think at yeah. like this one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, down from kids to like really old people. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, because because a lot of
0: times people, when people talk about gay issues, they they mention that. Younger kids, the like millennial age um, kids, are, you know, highly in support of gay rights, gay marriage, all that stuff. Which isn't really surprising because of social media and, mm-hmm. and the way that they just kind of talk about it more openly. Um, like the, the idea of calling somebody like a fag or other derogatory terms, which when I grew up was just commonplace. <laughs> you know, like people called other kids that all the time, you know just because, <laughs> you know, but that kind of stuff is dying down a lot. And the general attitude of, of a lot of younger kids is more accepting of gays. Um, but yeah, there were, there were tons of middle-aged people There were, there were mm-hmm. a handful of older couples that were clearly, you know, um, you know, committed in, you know, their relationships. Um, I thought that that was pretty interesting as well. I noticed mm-hmm. that as, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. which, which was kind of cool cause you don't always get that, mm-hmm. um, that perspective because well, yeah.
1: quite often something like this is painted as it's just like our generation that's in mm-hmm. support of it, but seeing older people and a lot younger people, it's like this is an issue across mm-hmm. the board for everyone, mm-hmm. and it's not going to go away when we get older. Right. You know, it's, it's not, not something you grow out of. It's yeah. Not a trend. It's going to stay around. Well, it is around. a trend, but mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, right. It's it's going to stick around. It's it's an, a legitimate um, civil rights movement. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I think quite often it's discounted.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, were, it, were there any um, posters or signs that stood out to you guys? I
1: don't know about posters and signs. Not really. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> there were there were a few. Out.
0: There were a few that that caught my eye. Um, I can't remember what all of them were. Most of them were just like, you know, like. Your family's important, children are important, mm-hmm. this policy is, is bad, it's bad for society, mm-hmm. like, th- those kind of things.
1: Some were quoting the second article of faith.
0: Yeah. Um, This leads me to my next question. Any fun t-shirts? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> <not> <laughs> t-shirt <you're laughs> no one about. knows that I'm a lesbian. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, I
2: like that one. And
1: the Hail Sagan was a good one. Yeah, Hail
0: Sagan sagan s-a-g-a-n
1: yeah with a picture of a pentagram
0: yeah that was fun (laughs) on a an older gentleman that was good that was good um there were a few other there were lots of uh well i saw a few for the fsm flying Mm -hmm. spaghetti monster pastafarianism yeah there
1: were a few for
0: that that was that was kind of fun i'm wearing a a t-shirt that has a stick figure man um Putting, Yeah, throwing away different religious symbols into a wastebasket. And my sweatshirt is an FSM sweatshirt. Corinne, you have a fun shirt?
1: Mine's Hitch Slap. Just a picture of Christopher Hitchens and, and a handprint. And a handprint.
0: So anybody who's not familiar with Christopher Hitchens, um, he was a, a prolific writer, especially when it comes to religious issues, atheism. Um, he wrote... The book "God Is Not Great," which is one of my favorite books on um, religion and atheism, um, and if you're looking for something to do for your afternoon, go to YouTube and look up Hitch Slap. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the first things that I stumbled up on of his, and it was just this—all these like news clips and interviews and debates where he just has the most clever uh, one-liners and comebacks to all sorts of different religious arguments and uh, conservative ideas. And he's just, he's just a very witty British man. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, any other thoughts about the event?
2: Well, the, um, the box that we were putting all the letters in was overflowing by the end. We oh, yeah. had to yeah. find other places to
1: to collect the letters yeah (laughs) Yeah, because there was still a line wrapping around the Mm -hmm. park people getting their letters signed
0: yeah they announced that was it before the last speaker or just after the last speaker just after
1: the last speaker just before we walked around temple square Mm -hmm.
0: so most of the people had already given their letters or put their letters in the box and the the letters i guess were overflowing and falling on the ground because there were Mm -hmm. so many people that put their letters into that mailbox Mm -hmm. um yeah and then we did the the march around temple square and then we we left i don't know if anybody stuck around um there were lots of you know local news crews it looked like there were some people maybe doing like uh i don't know podcast type stuff or you know different recording devices um i just took just a a quick video um like a panoramic shot um of the crowd just because there were so many people there i couldn't believe it Mm -hmm. um Anyway, so what what do you think the effect of this is going to have on, you know, the church or the issue itself?
1: I don't think it's going to change anything immediately.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Not, not with the leadership anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, it has actually had a little bit of, of an effect because, uh, was it yesterday, the first presidency finally came out and tried to clarify quote-unquote the issue yeah
1: mm-hmm. their clarification just is reiterating everything they've already said it's nothing new
0: yeah that's kind of my takeaway as well they, they seem to change it a little bit so that it's not quite so broad mm-hmm.
1: um well they did clarify one thing the whole if a child of gay parents has already been baptized then he can still he or she can still participate in all the other ordinances right. that was clarified that's the only clarification they gave
0: yeah. everything so,
1: else is just reiterated right. so
0: once you're in you're in
1: yeah once yeah. you're in you're mm-hmm. in but
0: that, yeah that was a, a concern that a lot of people um especially on reddit that i saw mm-hmm. um were expressing you know like there was one kid that i think was uh um there's a man on a unicycle. <laughs> That's, huh, there's a man on a unicycle. Go past us. That's fun. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, there, there was an issue where a, a boy wasn't going to get the priesthood. He had just turned 12 like this week or something. He was supposed to get the priesthood, and then this whole issue came up, and so he wasn't able to get the priesthood. It sounds like the way that they've they've phrased it now that that kid can now get the priesthood because mm-hmm. um, he's, he's already been baptized. But still, I mean, the, the, the point. Okay. So, so one person, um, one of my friends on Facebook um, tried to, to use this clarification to kind of justify, you know, what was going on. Um, I won't say his name. Um, he's one of my more conservative friends. Uh, um, and he, he, you know, basically posted what the First Presidency said um, as this clarification. It just said, you know, basically what we just talked about. And I responded, after one of my other friends responded much more vitriolically, um, I responded, you know, basically the church has come out loud and clear that gay, uh, you know, homosexuals are not welcome in the Mormon church um, and is up to local um, individual members to decide whether or not that's a good thing. Um, And that's really what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people often comment on how the Mormon Church is a top-down organization rather than a bottom-up organization. Um, Leadership gets revelation, so to say, and they create policies, and then everybody else has to step in line. And that's generally how things go with the Mormon Church. But this week, um, I think we've seen how, at least in part, Um, when enough people voice that they have a concern with a certain policy or doctrine, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the leadership will listen like their clarification, which does fundamentally change at least part of the original policy that was stated last week shows that like, you know, a groundswell movement, you know, the bottom up theory can actually happen even within the Mormon church. It's, it's a lot harder to a
1: certain extent. To a certain extent.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a lot harder, but, I, I think that it can happen you know it's more an issue of whether or not enough people will, will back it um, so that it can happen um, anyway
1: yeah. it all depends on the financial aspect I think for them before they change anything officially
0: Yeah, and that's one of the things that this will do you know people resigning um, that means that they won't be giving the church their money
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that's one of the ways that You can kind of stick it to the Mormon Church. Um, And and I have heard actually an interesting alternative to resigning. I have heard a few people mention um, that they won't be resigning, instead they will be suspending their tithing Mm -hmm. um, until the Mormon Church uh, can come up with a more compassionate policy. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't heard from those same people whether or not the new clarification counts as, you know, such an accommodation that they would start paying tithing again. But, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting idea because that is something that the church really does care about, tithing. Like, yeah. you know, anyway. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. This is all very fresh. It's all very new. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any final words, final comments? no everybody said their piece yep cool um megan thanks for coming on uh we'll uh try to hook up uh later um to possibly do an interview with megan um and have her on to to voice her opinion on some of the other issues that we might have um yeah cool cool stuff all right right, thanks for listening (laughs) ciao okay so that was our clip those were our first impressions um, after the event, after we had finished recording everything and, and we had gone our separate ways, Corinne and I were, were driving home and um, said so that there were a few other things that we wanted to talk about. So um, one of the things that that I wanted to talk about um, was that after or, or during especially the last two speakers, um, the the gentleman who read his letter from his daughter mm-hmm. and then the other gentleman who shared his his experience with uh, Mormon homophobia and like who's who's on the right side and who's going to stand up for what's right? Um, the guy that that looked like a front man mm-hmm. for a, a band. Um, you know the 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 overall feeling of the uh, the event during those two speeches in particular was very emotional. It was very upbeat, very positive. It was the sense of community, um, and it it's the sort of thing that if a believer like a mormon like faithful believing faithful believing mormon uh was at this event and they were in that kind of state of mind where they were you know hearing things supportive of what they believed and that sort of thing that they would identify that as the spirit of god telling them that this is true doctrine or or you know something along those lines something inspired by god um any thoughts on that
1: um, well, we talked about that a few days ago, too. I remember in the car talking about how patriotism felt kind of the same way. Um, people with, like, sports teams, they just have this... They get worked up over something that they really believe in or mm-hmm. and how Mormons attribute that to the spirit. And it's the same thing, I think, that everyone felt like yesterday, too.
0: Right, and I think the takeaway... Is that it, it's a common thing? It's it's part of being a person, a human. Yeah. You know, it's it's not this uh, supernatural thing. Right. Going it's
1: on. an emotion. It's an emotional response to mm-hmm. something you believe in. Yeah.
0: Or, yeah. Yeah. I, I I remember having similar kinds of feelings watching, you know, inspirational movies right. or, or listening, listening to music. Yeah. Certain kinds of music. Yeah. Like the, the fact that that people have sort of conditioned themselves to call this feeling the spirit of God doesn't necessarily mean that it is the spirit of God. Um, but that's the sort of thing that a lot of religions rely on, Mm -hmm. um, especially Mormons. And I know of a few other like more mainstream Christian groups. Um, you know, you, you go to these events, you go to sacrament meeting if you're a Mormon or if you go to, you know, a a sermon, um, especially like those big stadium type sermons, you know, the the big mega churches that are, are so popular these days. Um, you know, like there's tons of emotion, there, there's this big feeling, this big hoorah, this camaraderie going on, mm-hmm. and believers... It's a pep rally. It's a pep rally, yeah. <laughs> believers really do think that all of this stuff going on is a sign from God. Mm-hmm. And it's not. At least they haven't been able to demonstrate that it is. Right. Or how it's any, in like any significant way different than what i would feel watching say saving private ryan mm-hmm. or <laughs> yeah. you know a, a, another movie that i like or whatever mm-hmm. um uh so yeah so that's one of the things that that i wanted to talk about like going to this event like there was definitely a sense of community uh, everybody was very supportive um, i saw a comment this morning on the uh, the facebook page for the event um some guy was saying how like uh, how unnecessary this was and like why are you even doing this having this big angry uh, mass resignation event um why don't you just leave and all that kind of stuff
1: pretty jubilant the whole time
0: yeah like it was very positive <laughs> there
1: wasn't any anger mm-hmm. animosity yeah and the first lady that even got up and spoke we didn't hear all of it but she did say something about we want this to be a happy thing this isn't to go around yelling at people this is mm-hmm. we want to spread joy we want people to be accepting
0: yeah and, it, and that was definitely the feeling that i got throughout the mm-hmm. entire thing like even when we were marching around temple square yeah um i mean we we got a couple looks from some of the people inside temple square um where they were kind of confused there was one young lady and her husband she looked kind of scared a little bit <laughs> i think that was i think it was mostly because she didn't understand what was going on yeah, didn't, didn't know who we were cool. what the purpose was um but like yeah, like the the crowd of people that were there for the event, it was all very uh, positive, very supportive. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the other thing that, um, that I wanted to talk about, leading up to this event, I have been feeling more and more like I should remove my name, if for no other reason than the fact that I consider myself an atheist. I don't believe in the core tenets of the church. There's no reason for me to be a member of the church. And I felt that way for a long time. I just haven't had really a, a, a reason to go out and do it like a, an opportunity to go out and do it it's just been kind of sitting on the shelf um, Corinne on the other hand the, like her deconversion from Mormonism is much more fresh, it's much more recent um, so maybe talk about some of your reservations for resigning
1: for not doing it right away? right well the biggest one was having my family find out mm-hmm. that was the only reason I didn't right away um yeah that really was the only reason yeah and I didn't really see the point I guess either it's like it's just in a building far away in a different city that says that I'm a member of this church but I mean I don't even know where my records are right now if they're at my home ward or not but I don't know it just didn't seem like a necessary thing mm-hmm. but I, don't know, I guess over the past couple months it's just been <laughs> I think just it just felt so stupid Everything revolving around the church, everything like any decision even that's made in Utah, whether the church is directly involved or not, it's like you know the church is involved, and it just started right. piling up. And then this came up, and it was like the opportunity just presented itself. Like let's let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah that's.
0: So, are you still um, hesitant to talk to your parents about it, or I'm, worried about it?
1: I don't plan on talking to them about it. I'm not going to bring it up. it's it's not really their business I guess I don't know Mm -hmm. I don't like talking about things like that never have never felt comfortable with that Mm. so no I don't plan on talking to them about it although that could just lead to an awkward confrontation later down the road if they do find out but oh well I'm not bringing it up especially this time of the year
0: (laughs) (laughs) because of the holidays yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah Um, any final words or thoughts about the event? Anything else you want to talk about?
1: No. Okay.
0: no. Yeah, that's, that's, I think, all I had as well. Um, so some of the other things that have happened in recent news um, related to this, or at least it seems that they're related. Um, last week, after the, the big announcement, that the LDS Church was going to be restricting... Um, membership to children of gay parents there was a judge in utah who ruled that he was going to take away um, a child that was in foster care um, with a lesbian couple Uh, i think this was in central utah price or something like that um and one of the one of the reasons that he um, decided to make this decision Let's see if I can find it in the article that I found. This is an article from Washington Post. Um, let's see. What do you see It
1: is Was it that research suggesting children?
0: Yes. Okay, so the couple, Becky Pierce and April Hoagland, um, said the judge cited, quote, research suggesting children do better in homes with heterosexual parents. Um, meaning, because they're lesbians, because they're gay, that means that they're unfit to be parents. Which and is
1: funny because I think they have two biological children.
0: Oh, do they? Uh huh. Oh. it doesn't. It doesn't say anything about that in this article.
1: It's something that I read. I'm pretty sure it said that they had two of their own kids. Interesting. I don't know that for sure, though. So right.
0: So so the this couple is is trying to adopt. And they're going through all the, you know, legal proceedings. They have, um, the way they put it, blessing of the birth mother. So they have permission from the birth mother. She's on board with it. And this judge is essentially standing in the way. And the reason that they are citing is that they are gay. And this judge feels that a heterosexual home will be better for the child than a homosexual home. Um, There were a couple other things in here. It talks about... um, yeah so here it says concern that the research has shown that children are more emotionally and mentally stable when raised by a mother and a father in the same home um
1: does it ever cite what research
0: it, not not in this article it doesn't um
1: that's not what i read
0: right so that, so this is kind of a, a common view that that gets tossed around a lot um i've heard some members of my family say similar things i've seen a lot of this kind of stuff come up on like social media Um, and, you know, as, as more and more researchers do this, you know, the research, like actually look into it, sociologists and psychologists look in, look into this, they find that, um, the only real negative, um, correlation that can be found between, uh, people being raised by gay parents, uh, versus their, you know, heterosexual parents, um, is that kids raised in a gay household get bullied more, mm-hmm. and that's where all of this emotional turmoil comes from. It's not right, that it's outside the home, right? It comes from outside of the home. It's because as a society, a lot of people um, don't, you know, respect homosexuals. They have lots of homophobic uh, views. They have lots of prejudices, and and they treat children being raised by homosexuals poorly. And this is where all the strife and emotional turmoil comes from. Mm-hmm. At least that's what the uh, um, research seems to be suggesting, at least the, the most recent research that I've seen. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Even the American Psychological Association, from what I've read, mm-hmm. says that there isn't any real difference between children being raised in a homosexual household right. and heterosexual household. Right. So
0: that that's the next line to the, the first line that we read. It says... Um, but major medical associations such as the american psychological association and the american academy of pediatrics have said sexual orientation orientation is unrelated to one's ability to be a good parent so i mean whatever
1: i mean that'd be like saying that a single parent can't raise a child on their own because Mm -hmm. the because of the absence of either the mother or the father, like that, just doesn't make sense.
0: Right, right, and and that's and that's a point, a counterpoint that a lot of people have made, um, saying like like you guys are, are targeting this one group of people that don't fit the ideal that you're right. proposing. But there's lots of other groups, like say single parents or parents that get divorced, mm-hmm. um, that are way more common. Right, and and you can build a stronger case, especially for divorced parents. Yeah. Um, of having a detrimental effect on mm-hmm. the psychology of, of the the kids' development or, mm-hmm. or whatever, um, but they're not going after those groups because those groups are either already legal or, like many of the people that are pushing against gay marriage, um, are in those camps. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: in those camps, it's probably harder to just to like even target that. Cause mm-hmm. It's not something that's apparent, walking down the street. That's true. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah anyway so so that so that was the judge's initial response uh, as of last week uh, this article that we're reading today which was from two days ago the 13th um, says Utah judge stays order to remove foster child from the home of lesbian couple uh, meaning that he reversed the order and and one of the big reasons why um, he seems to have changed his mind, or at least um, isn't going to go through with it just yet is because of social pressure and pressure from people like Hillary Clinton and other big names coming down and saying, or even the, uh, I think it was the governor of Utah, came down and said he, he wasn't quite sure if he was following the law.
1: Um, oh, because he was going to remove them immediately from the home.
0: Right. So, so instead, like the, the compromise that Ooh. they came up with is that on December 4th, they will have a hearing to determine the best interests and of the, the child, child can stay until then. and the child can stay until then exactly. Um, but I mean honestly, the, the fact that he's done this this stay of the order right now and all of the pressure that he's getting from you know the media and from you know big name politicians, my guess is that he's not going to actually go through with it.
1: Well, this is, this, I would just open a can of worms, too. He'd have to right. go, th- like, he'd just doing it to one couple, he'd have to go through and find all of the gay or lesbian couples <clears> that have adopted anyone or are in the right. process of adopting anyone and holding that, too. Right, and, and that's, that happen.
0: exactly, and that's a, a point that this article makes. Um, the agency that's doing the, the adoption process, I, I don't see where it is, I, I can't find it. Anyway, um, they made the point that they have um, given lots of kids gay couples in the year or two years that gay marriage has been legalized in utah and there hasn't been a problem or at least not like a significant problem Mm. and and so they're saying like why is this even an issue why is this coming up now well the reason why it's coming up now some people are speculating at least is because of the lds church's stance that they came out with a week and a half ago two weeks Mm. ago you know which, I mean, the timing seems to fit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's actually... It could be a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, it could be a coincidence. I don't know if it's actually what this judge is going for, um, or if it really is a motivation, but it is suspicious. But more than anything, it is indicative of the Mormon prejudice against homosexuality. Mm-hmm. One other article that I found, um, I actually posted this on my Facebook page. Um, it's from fox13now.com. Uh, which is Salt Lake City's local Fox News Association, whatever. Anyway, <coughs> news is well, I've I, I found that that local Fox channels are more reliable than Fox News, the oh. national organization, where, where you get like you know Bill O'Reilly, right. Sean Hannity. <laughs> you know the Fox News, the the organization, the national organization is ridiculous, and I, I agree. Like it's it barely counts as news. Mm-hmm. Um, it is extremely slanted. But this is just the, the local Fox News program. Um, it says, LGBTQ advocates see spike in suicide calls after announcement of LDS policy change, officials say. So what that means is there's a local um, suicide hotline in Utah um, called Crisis Line. Um, and they, after this uh, you know announcement that came out um the lds church is going to be doing things differently with kids of gay parents um they saw a spike you know more people calling with lgbtq issues so more gay kids are calling in to the suicide hotline directly or immediately after this announcement was made Um, if that doesn't show you the severity of the issue i don't know what does right you know like this like even if it if it doesn't directly affect very many people, which is something that I've heard some people say, um, that you know, the policy is only going to affect a few people. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact is it, it affects all LGBT people because it, it it creates this environment of prejudice and homophobia and misunderstanding. It makes people feel unsafe. Uh, it makes them feel misunderstood, like there's something wrong with them. And a lot of times, um, especially now that the LDS church seems to be kind of weeding out the more progressive types, um, more progressive members, uh, what you're going to have is a a more core fundamentalist group of Mormons that are going to be, um, just as, you know, bigoted and homophobic as they ever were. But now they're not going to have the more progressive attitudes in their local congregations Mm -hmm. to kind of counterbalance it and be supportive of gay kids, you know? And so I think, I hadn't thought of that yeah so so i think that you know i, I mean we, we kind of mentioned this mentioned this i think it was last week or maybe it was in the, the clip we just read i can't remember but you know the mormon church has every right to be as homophobic as they want to be right. but there is collateral damage mm-hmm. and the collateral damage is going to come in the form of gay teenagers feeling suicidal and and not having an outlet you know and mm-hmm. not having a proper understanding or or you know reliable scientifically based resources to look into the issue and they're it's just going to cause more problems um i hope it doesn't turn into more suicides but i mean the mormon church really hasn't stepped up to you know kind of take care of that issue like they haven't really said anything other than people should be nice to gay people it's like but the example that they're giving isn't nice yeah you know like, like this policy shows that they have no intention—at least not right now—of being accepting of homosexuals. Right. You know, and that's a choice that they've made. But I mean, it—it's going to hurt people. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. Anything else you want to add? Nope. I—I th- I feel like we've kind of been beating this this dead horse quite a bit. Yeah. The last couple episodes have been about Mormon homophobia I mean it's just been all over the place here in Utah County yeah it
1: exploded
0: it just exploded and yeah so it's a it's a hot button issue um, you know hopefully it, it'll die down and we'll have more um, varied topics to talk about in the future <laughs> at least you know maybe we'll have some more positive upbeat stories to share. But for the time being, this is where we're at. Yep. Okay, well, that's our show.
1: Thanks, everyone, for listening.
0: Remember, you can email us at circlesquaredpodcast.gmail.com or leave us a review on whatever platform you find us on. You can also check out the show's blog at www.circlesquaredpodcast.blogspot.com and we will see you next time on the Circle Squared Podcast.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs>